So I'm like stationed beside the rock's mother and I'm like playing security even though I'm in like Hawaiian shirt and like very small blue shorts trying to look menacing but I don't look menacing. Why the Hawaiian shirt? That's that? art, babe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you <all> know? Right. It's Inner Drip. What's up with Jafet? Hello, David hello. Lloyd and our friend and guest, Rue Garner. What's up, man? I'm hey, I'm glad we finally got you on here. Thank I'm you for uh, joining us. So thankful to be here. Yes, indeed. Yeah, man. You've had a busy, busy schedule the last few months. My goodness. It has been pretty consistent. I've seen you like five minutes a day. <laughs> I think that's so true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? I think it's always well worth it, though, when you're doing, like, the art thing that you love to do. Like, it it's good to be busy because you're, you're submerged into your art, you know? It is nice to, you know, have uh, a place to do that and really submerge into the art of things. And Jackson is just booming and blossoming in the arts world. And to be a part of that in this moment is really just awesome. Damn right. Yeah. Uh, second that. It is, and you are a part of it. Um, and thank you for being integral parts in the community. In that man, way. we try you know, to. You're doing this podcast. You're doing We're the trying to. comedy shows. It's your photography. Appreciate it's that. Amazing. It wouldn't be nothing without having dope friends, though. Like, Amen. That's one thing we're so fucking grateful that you guys make it easy. You guys make it easy to just talk to you guys because all of our friends and the ones that will be on here and the ones that have been on here, dude, all you guys are fucking talented. So, like, there's not one person around in Jack. That's why Jackson is so... Look, I always thought about moving, and I, 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 I might. I mean, it's still in the in the works, but, like, I was sitting at the... I was sitting at the concert yesterday that was downtown, and um, and I was like, yo... This is a cool place to be, you know? Yeah, I still want to do some traveling. I still want to get out there. I still want to see the world. But I, th- I think I will end up in Jackson, you know? Jackson Hell is, yes. it, it, it's pretty, especially we're getting our group, like, got friends in theater. We got friends doing comedy. We got other friends doing videos. We got other friends doing photography. We've got multiple friends doing different things. All doing really good yeah. things as yeah. well. Like the things that we're invested in have beautiful results. And we really do it up. This group is fantastic. And, you know, truly, like, it, you're right. The people of Jackson are, are different and really root each other on and all have different things going on constantly yeah. that we all go to and all really uh, supportive just so supportive and it has to do also too with like because there i know there's other uh, miami california all those places always have people that are super talented and probably have a high number but like i never hear like the 
the negative of it. Like it might be two people doing the same thing. There's never like beef. I I, I never get like that. Like, well, I can do it better, or or like, oh, he doesn't do it well as me. Like, there's always enough support to go around for everybody. Definitely, that we can grow together and we can build each other up. Because at the at the end of the day, our thing is like, dude, we're doing it so like. The community can raise us up, and then we can raise the community up amongst, like, the world, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Can I just say the play that went wrong was fucking awesome. Thank you. I loved it, dude. It was a joy of a process. It was a hell of a process, but it was a joy. Truly. How long were y'all rehearsing? Like, from the first rehearsal to showtime, how long were y'all? A month and a half. Really? Mm-hmm. Six weeks. It was that, like seven weeks. That's really impressive. It really was. Honestly. I'm not gonna lie. I can I can say that because I was a director of the show as well. And I am so incredibly proud of that product. Um it was beautifully done and the cast was also a cast of comedians and like in their own respect, you know, everybody had a different character and a very different style and it was jokes. It was so good. And I'm so happy with the the product of it. I'm so thankful to be a part of that. I've been very impressed with the theater in Jackson. Yeah. I say that like not as a theater guy. Me neither. But yeah, y'all be killing it. You know, I grew up in Jackson. And I started doing theater when I was seven and did my last show when I was 18 and did probably around 70 shows in between that time. And that was like very cool. Um, But nothing compared to what Jackson is doing now. I've been away for about 10 years and just moved back last year. And the Jackson art scene is like literally different. It is investing in the talent of today and like uh, the shows that they are doing we're not just doing golden age cinderella blah 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 like old timey type of shows it's like new things you know that the kids want to do and want to be a part of yeah and like really like just investing in the kids and not yeah. just the the program yeah it's it's very cool to see yeah because they they also have like um so i've seen that they also have um like kids plays right yeah that introduces them to like the young professional style of like you know doing that's very very cool to be honest with you and it is professional yeah. like Kristen klonowski is <clears throat> excuse me is the director now, um, like full-time creative arts director at the NED. Cool. Don't quote me on that job description. Uh, <laughs> I think she has a specific title, but... You can, you can look it up here. You found it here first. Right. You can Google that name. Kristen Klanowski. She used to be the theater teacher at Union, and before that she was like in commercials and movies and tv shows and theater in california and she's fantastic she is professional and david mccall is over all of the ned 
and he is from New York as well, or back from New York. He grew up here as well, um, and is so professional and doing a wonderful job as a producer. I like that guy a lot. Yes. He's a cool guy. Fantastic. Their whole team is great. Yeah. It helps that they have been around like high professional running, you know, companies and and, because the art will always be there. But sometimes what drift is from like an artist really making it is like that professional perspective of it. Because he said like most artists are not that great at like the professional part of it. So that's why they bring in, you know, the professional to come in and set them up and run it right and get the right things they need to make it look professional or make it feel professional for like and i guess it helps you to to always be like okay they ask you to be a director you feel more comfortably knowing that they've done high product shows themselves that like you're like well even though if i don't know how to do something i can i'm sure that guy has done it before you know done it in the bigger scale so he knows the tips and he knows the ins and outs of you know and even still like billy warboys was the director of the play that goes wrong and i was assistant director and learning like his directing style was so cool you know and yeah. he he's a professional in and of himself um and does wonderful work and has been all over the place as well um, but the local talent of it is just amazing. Yeah, it's, it probably makes it more special that it's local talent. Yes, it really does. Yeah, Jackson's special, man. It is. I think even you and I were talking a few days ago or maybe last week about, like, the the feeling of, like, when somebody you know likes your work and you were we were you were contrasting like the way that you're received i guess new york versus here does that did that ring a bell did yeah we, this yeah. is a conversation we had right absolutely <laughs> yeah it's like no sure. it's like no, no you sorry. had your own conversation yeah, yeah. Oh, i dreamed that <laughs> that was sorry, that dude. was the yeah. joint uh speaking <laughs> right the silence <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> uh, all right um cool but yes i mean it's um it's cool being in new york and having been there and done professional shows in new york um it's great but it is also like chasing a bag and trying to you know book something next and in Jackson, um, you know, people get rejected from shows, you know, at, aud- at auditions, but I've been lucky enough to be in a lot of casts, and here I get to do it for the love of the art, and not... Not the bag. Not because I'm getting paid, no, I'm like, <laughs> you know, the opposite, I'm like taking time to like work in my community, and... Like, I mean, I don't want to be an asshole, but yeah, I give back. And, yeah. like, I have learned from incredibly um, professional people. And the community will give back, bro. Trust me. And the art 
that's what we talk about all the time, bro. You got to put in the work. It's not always about the bag at the beginning. You got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort. Yeah. Community-wise, you got to put in that time. And then the community will rise with you with the talents of your art, and then the money will come in. Exactly. So, like, I think that's, if you ask any professional or anybody doing it, either movies or singers or whatever artistic, they always did it for the art. Yeah, the money was the money was always obviously there would be a few that did it for the money and they do well. But most people do it first because of the art, the love of art. Yep. If you keep on perfecting and you get better at it, the money will come later. Exactly. And you know, I definitely thought that that was going to be the like uh, commanding idea of being back here, but it's actually been amazing. The professional work that I've gotten while being back in Tennessee, I did a movie with Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah. I worked with the rock. Oh shit. And I just did a music video with Kane Brown and Mickey Guyton. And you know, that is professional work that I've gotten to do in between these, you know, amazingly, um, influential uh community theater shows that i've been a part of um influential in my own life uh just again for coming back to the love of things yeah that is inspiring and influential you know that's fucking dope i had forgotten i also if i say something that you're not allowed to have on even though we can cut or whatever but the young rock Yes. You did you did an episode of Young Rock, right? I did like three episodes of that show. Oh shit. Yeah. I loved that show. I haven't seen the the newest I swear I've never seen an episode of that show. <laughs> Dude, it's actually really good. I watched it I, when I had food poisoning last year. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. A well lot. you can see me in some background shots and then there's a great several like sequence sequences uh, that I appear in right beside the rock's mother and when we were filming we were like inside graceland studios so it's like a a sound stage at graceland uh in the back and there's this whole boxing ring set up and so i'm like stationed beside the rock's mother and i'm like playing security even though i'm like hawaiian shirt and like very small blue shorts (laughs) It just has the word security, like, not even on it. No, no I'm just standing there, like, trying to look menacing, but I don't look menacing. It's funny. It's a funny shot in a funny direction from the director without, like, much um, uh, context for That's the viewer. That's literally what I was about to say. No context. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why the Hawaiian shirt? That's that? art, babe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you <all> know? Right. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, we were doing this and then, um, you know, filming this scene and then the director comes up to me and he's like, okay, so for the next scene, um, they're bringing out the snake and she has never seen the snake or been in the same room, uh, with the snake. And it is this ginormous albino python and like Jake, the snake, Jake, the snake. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it was the first time that she was in the room with that creature and she was like terrified of snakes so that's actually why i was stationed with her because in case the snake popped off you gotta popped off on the snake yeah but you know what i had networked my way into that role a little bit because i was nice to 
the crew members and all of the people, the adjudicators that were, you know, bringing in the, um, the extras. I was just an extra booked as an extra, but I was nice to them. And on the third day I got picked by like the main guy running people in through the doors to like, go be the one that like stood beside her and like made sure that she was okay. And it was a cool feeling. Yeah, really most cool, definitely. Man. Yeah. I thought you always walked in and was like, I'm here, bitches. Hey. <laughs> I just try to be nice. No, that's what's up. Cool. I hear that goes a long way. It does, man. It does. Yeah. You know what it goes a long way? I've realized when you talk to somebody and you use yes, ma'am, and no, sir. Absolutely. My fucking gosh, bro. Like, there's been multiple times of like that I go to like high deal events for my for my job and you know they're asking me blah 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 and i'm like it's what i grew up you know yes ma'am no sir whatever and at the end when we leave they always like you know they want to get to know a little bit more about me because i'm so polite yep and i'm like that's so cool i just met the ceo of pick sweet in alamo you know and he digged it because so like regardless you're still opening up you're opening up like doors that you might not use right in the end, but like, what about if that same guy that you impress or that same person you impress at that show, you get to another cast and he sees him like, oh damn, this is this guy. Let exactly. me see if I can hook him up. So like, it's always like that. People think when you're networking, you're networking like always specifically for like your own thing, but like you never know in life. You network enough. You never know who. You never know. Never know. It's a small world, bro. And people remember, and it is a small world. And actually, now that we're now that you have said this, I remember that that adjudicator's name was Rue. And oh. he, he was R.U. And a great guy, great at his job. Um, but we, like, connected initially on that, yeah. you know, cool. moment. Um, and then also the respect. After Dude. That, a name, you know, is fun, but, like... You know, connecting with somebody further than that Check is this like out. important. I was at a bar one time, and um, and there was this fine girl on the other side, and my homie, we were all hanging out there, and um, and I end up sitting beside her and saying hi to her, and she asked me for my name, and she's like, my ex boyfriend's name is Jafet. First of all, I was like, "Who the fuck else got my name going around interesting. here?" Like, we very, we, in very Jackson? interesting. No, not in Jackson, but the, the, not in Jackson, but regardless. still, in, regardless, yeah. in the world, I've, I, yeah, I've looked it up on Facebook and seen like you know, couple people named Jafet. Sure. But she was like, "Dude, we hit it off so much just because of like the whole Jafet thing." That, like, sometimes names and common things, like, Absolutely. another proof of, like, yo, it just, it bridges you. And we humans tend to try to bridge each other, you know, try to have things in common with each other that'll make us closer. Yeah. That's why I think all our friends are very cool and close. Because we're all doing, we're all really smart, we're all really artistic, and we're all really, like, are down people like we're we're always showing love to each other it's like those bridges are a little bit more stronger than me hanging out with a guy that i hang out every day at the gym you know and we don't have anything other in common than the gym you know the more you have in common the better the relationship is i think as far as what i'm trying to figure out about life yeah i think that mixed with intentional time yeah and you know uh building bonds and 
relationships and, you know, creative or friendly or romantic or whatever, you know, I think that that is, I mean, just piggybacking on what you were saying, just a wonderful thing about our friends is that we all really care about each other. Very second nature. It's just like our nature to... Shout out to the friend group. Damn right. Love y'all. If you know, you know. Y'all still lame though, but... Yeah, you know. (laughs) Fuckers. You suck. Uh, So, any other plans you got as far as uh, any other shows coming up? I know you've you've mentioned, maybe we can listen to you about, um, you've got... You got a group dancing at the Jan- Jackson Dancing with the Stars, correct? Yes, indeed. When is that? I it is remember. October twenty sixth, and Jake and Mecca are my dancers. We are doing a mashup of Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, stylized in the version of Moulin Rouge, a mashup of that and a little party never killed nobody. Um, from the Great Gatsby soundtrack. And it's a nice little um, classic musical theater that breaks into like a little bit more hip-hop style of dancing. So it's a cool contrast, and Mecca and Jake are like down for the ride every time. They're doing great. Very excited. So. Very cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's coming up. So I've I've been to probably three or four. So my nice. where I used to work at, we used to, we did the catering for them. I have actually never been to the. They're event. pretty big too, man. They do it at the Civic Center and they fix it all up, and then they have a. Huge... And they graduated from the Civic Center to the fairgrounds now. Wait, really? Okay, never mind. It's at the fairgrounds. You're right. But it's they at used the... to have it. At the they Civic did at the Civic Center, then they did it at the fairgrounds, and it's even televised. Um, it's very professionally done. It is. I know. It's an honor to be a choreographer. It really is. It's, And I was going to be a dancer a few years ago, but I um, wasn't able to do that. I actually moved. But I am so excited to be a part of it. It's a good cause. It's for the Star Center in Jackson, and they are... And you're making connections, too, bro. Because anybody that's anybody in Jackson, it's usually at those places. I mean, tickets are literally $250. Holy cow. That is... Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some... some, good amount of charity. Like, the the mayor will be there, and, like, all different types of people will be there. Um, Is the Star Center the same one that does the black tie boxing? It is. Okay. Yeah, very... um, Yeah, they do... That's coming up, too. Mm-hmm. Here pretty soon. Um, yeah, I didn't sign up for it. I didn't. I'm not, I'm not doing. It. I did the photos one year, but I'm not doing. I'm not gonna do it this year. It was fun to go to last year. Yeah, just like went and mingled. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's always fun to go events like that. Surprising too, because it's Jackson. A lot of people come to Jackson. They get very surprised of like shit that that goes on in Jackson. Well, to be fair, ten years swanky ago, affairs. they were. Yeah, 10 years ago, they would would have been right. Yeah. True. Right? That's very true. People care about Jackson, though. You they know do. who inspired a lot of care for Jackson, I think, is Lauren Pritchard, Lolo. Yeah. She really, She's everywhere, man. I mean, and she loves this town and is not ashamed to be back home or like to have pride in where she came from. 
And that's coming from a person who had a whole album called Wasted in Jackson, you know? Yeah. Um, a wonderful album, literally. Oh. Yes, it is. But it's always like Truly. that, too, though. You go out and you get... I mean, she was successful out in the real world. Not saying that this is not the real world, but like in the big boy world she was or big girl world she was successful she did shit she got recognized so it's always tend to like that's my that's my goal too bro if i if we do something big like it's first i'll do the thing outside of jackson but Mm -hmm. then i'll always come back and put jackson on or i would always put jackson in my journey but always the goal of being to highlight jackson to come back when i left jackson 10 years ago i never thought that that would be my mindset ever (sighs) I never thought that I would be back in Jackson. Life will humble you, brother. Life will humble you left and right. Sure will. (laughs) Shoot! Drink to that one. Yes, cheers, boys. Cheers. Man. Holy shit. I love it. I really love being in Jackson. Yeah. And I, I think that's amazing. I truly never thought that i would be back and i am so thankful that i am and it's gonna get better dude we're gonna we're planned to do some bigger things more exactly. stuff um so like it it's just gonna get better dude it's just gonna get better and better and we're all gonna grow and we're all gonna put jackson on the map and then we're gonna be fucking right like i believe it i'm manifesting in that shit right Amen. now i agree but Jared. we all have to like invest in it and like yeah that is like truly how i feel and what i think that we are doing is yeah you're making shit cool yeah to be here and people like what's going on so we are continuing it and like yeah sure we could move anywhere that we want and like try to be like you know the best in that field and really try to like you know get noticed or whatever or we can like make it happen here. And that is such a juicy proposition. Very. Oh my goodness. For real. The idea that you can, if you're in like a big city and there's certain shows you can do or not do, you can get in them or not. Well, in Jackson, you can just make your own show. Mm hmm. And you don't have to ask for permission. You just yeah. pay money. Or you, or you don't have to start on somebody else's show. Right. Like you could just do your fucking shit. And, and people, it cuts the middle. It cuts like the whole like perspective of like having to grind underneath somebody. You're just going straight to like, yeah, it might not be, it might not be a 10 out of 10 show because first show, you're learning, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to progress every time to where it catch people's eyes or it catch people's ears and be like, oh, these dudes are, I see what they're doing. They're getting better. Or, oh, I see the theater. Like, you said it. Two or three years ago, nobody fucking cared about the Ned. Literally. Nobody. I I, I remember. Old people. Old people. Yeah. And now, look at now, like, I... Even a lot like more millennials well, in seats now. even also a lot more Gen Zs in even seats also now. like there's other people doing other improv like mm-hmm. there's other uh, yes. what is it the the uh, Jackson Theater Hub Jackson no oh that's god. not right oh my god Hub City Hub City Theater, Theater. Theater. Oh, yeah, yeah so yeah. for <laughs> oh my god <laughs> holy shit hello so to have multiple <laughs> things of one thing that means that people it, it's it's yeah it's doing good. 
It really is. Yeah. It's, it's thriving. I like the cool. It is cool. Yeah. I, and I love no. I, I just love it. I love being a part of it. Yeah. Um I I think of it as like just fertile soil. It yeah. just it doesn't have Yeah. You know, you can just start your own little garden here. And I feel like for the first time, I'm like feeling that, especially after this last play. I have never, ever felt um, just so excited to be a part of something in a long time with this play. Uh, it was special, and everybody that saw that play said the same thing. And I'm only saying that because the response that I got was like different than any other. other play that I've ever done in New York, in Jackson, in DC, like very, very different. And literally the soil is fertile. And like I have, like I said, been doing it for myself and feeling like, oh, yes. I can do it for the love of like come back to my passion or whatever. But like, this was like cool for the community. Yeah. And it made me want to water, you know, what I have sowed, not just like bask in it. And is that growth? Is that <laughs> that's good. Is that yeah. growing up? So. Hello. Yeah, th- you that know? is. Yeah. It's, think you also realize sometimes we don't as humans we want like the bigger and the better thing but it's not it's not the thing that we we need yeah sometimes we need the slower and flowers don't flowers don't grow overnight right you got to water you got to put work into it or exactly. like tomatoes or whatever there's work to be done it's not going to grow but we tend to as human beings we have like that that lack of patience and that lack of seeing the bigger picture that I, it's probably helped too that you've older now too though yes the older you get the more wiser the more shit you did when you were younger and you weren't really thought of which is so funny because you think that you're the wisest oh always I, that, look i it always comes to my mind i have a kid so i got a six year and it always comes to my mind where like my parents used to tell me oh you think you know everything and i'd be like yeah i fucking and do. do and like now with my kid and all he doesn't tell me yeah i fucking do but like i'd be like no you, you know don't do it like that and he'll do it again, and he'll do it the way I did, and he'd be like, how'd you know that? And I'm like, experience, bro. Like, I've been yeah. through it. The same thing as our parents when they were like, yo, don't do that. You don't it, know anything. You don't know yeah. anything. Like, and it's that constant lack of maturity in our brain at that moment that we're not, that, yeah, you, you, you went to New York, you did your thing, you fell, you succeeded you fail you succeeded you fail but then you come back and you come more wiser because you were in such a fast pace place that when you come back it's kind of like a superpower you're slower time slower time or things here are slower but your mindset is has been to that high level of transition that it makes it easier and you can be a little bit more wiser truly Beautiful summation. I appreciate it. Bro. Oh my god! Yeah, that took was a monologue. Part, yeah, dude, that was killer. Took that shit down. Cheers, like cheers, dude. Um, I'm appreciate that, guys. Love you guys. <laughs> Fuck Love you. <laughs> oh my god. 
bitches. <laughs> oh but my yeah, God. man, sometimes you just got to step back and look and realize that, like, dude, that's what happened to me yesterday, bro. I come back and I was like, dude, this is the spot. All I'm missing is a groovy girl and that's it, bro. Like a groovy girl that's into the same shit I am and they'll come. Like, shit like that'll come, but yeah, the way we've built up our crew and the way we've we have yeah, I love it here. It's a good spot. It really is. It is. Most definitely, man. But another um, beer. I'll take another beer, man. Sure. Um. Okay. But so you were born in Jackson, correct? Yes, indeed. Okay. Um. So your parents are they from? You have brothers, sisters. Give us a little background. Uh, five siblings. Okay. I'm the youngest of six. Um, my, how many boys and how many girls? Um, I have four older sisters and one older brother. Okay. So, Dean is my father. Joan is my mother. Shout out to the mom and dad. Amen. Dean's from Memphis. Joan's from Connecticut. Hartford. West Hartford. Um, then Katie is my oldest sister. She lives in Vermont with her, well, not anymore with her child because they just went to college. Oh my God. My oldest niece just went to college. It's so crazy, um, that she's in college. It's so, so wild. But Katie and my niece, Jenna, then Kristen is in Maryland and she's married to Brian, and they have four kids, and they are beautiful, wonderful kids. They have the most lovely family. Um, and then my sister Kara lives in Florida, and uh, she has two kids, Roman and Garner, and um, their dad is Boo. He is from Romania, and so everybody calls him Boo, but his name is Bogdan. Um, so you're a little bit everywhere. Family is a little bit everywhere. For real, that's cool. That's and very cool. Emily lives in Memphis with okay. her husband Hani, and he's from Nigeria. So his name is Hananiah. Um, Hananiah Niabam is their last name, and they have two kids, James and Gracie. And then my brother lives in Jackson, and I am in Jackson as well. Very so, cool. Shout out to Will Garner. Shout out, Will. Hello, Will. It's great, our homie. Great visual artist. Yes, sir. You guys are pretty talented brothers. You've got a prolific family. You know, it is... There's a lot of y'all. It is an interesting thing to be a Garner does it get cra- does it get crazy at like um family reunions? Oh my god, the drama is ever flowing. <laughs> Cause like, dude, I come from like god a family does. of like just four. Uh, let's see, my mom, my dad, my so it's like six of us in total with two two nephews and my kid. But the kids don't count because I mean they're doing their own thing. But like, honestly, it's sometimes so boring. The the highlight of my night hanging out with them is playing dominoes and nobody's drinking but me i'm like the wasted one i'm like partying it up and you're everybody's like like, like three beers deep in this dude bitch. and i'm like 
I'm just there, you know. So I've always missed my. I've always missed like that, that like big family of like you know cousins and all this and that. That like that's one plan of like if I ever am able to have a big or another family, um, and add my son. Like I want a big family, dude. I want a big so, family where like we can all hang out and we're all doing like all different like game nights or yeah, like dude. or sports on like Thanksgiving kickball and like. Man, I've always been jealous of that shit. Oh, all the time, man. All my extended families, you know, far away. We, we yeah. I love them. I see them every now and then. Same. I, but, like, maybe get to see my siblings, like, every couple of years, you know? It's, like, different, yeah. but that's, like, what we know. And we all have our own lives, and it's okay. I'm, like, much love and so much support. Also, I realize that um, I... Shouted out every single one of my siblings and their kids by name, and I didn't say Kristen's four kids' names. <laughs> okay, all right. So shout out to John, Ruby, Noah, and Maggie. All right, we all right. Them. Shout out. We got a call out now. Yes, they can show this to all their friends. And be like, I'm famous, and they are. They're gonna be. <laughs> their dad kind of is. He's like a fantastic scientist. Really? And what sort of research? Um, like, uh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I was just not astrology, astronomy. Astronomy. He like worked with NASA and like worked in, um, was it Antarctica? Yeah. I mean, the pole or like building lasers or like weather. I don't know. I mean, weather machines. Probably Antarctica. Yeah. The North Pole doesn't have any research stations because there's no landmass. But Antarctica does have Mm -hmm. like research outposts. You you fly typically to either like Chile or Argentina. And then from there, they might have. It might have been Argentina, actually. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Argentina to Antarctica is just a hop and a skip, dude. It's a few hours in a plane. Like, and you can look at it on Google Maps. It's mm. wild. Like, they have like these dome tent. Fuck, I don't know. This a, they're permanent structures. Yeah, but like, is that yeah, before I, I or mean, after you get to the wild. to the wall of ice? <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, this is a different podcast all of a sudden. I respectfully I'm just fucking around. It's right before you fall off. No. Yeah. That uh it's crazy. That big old steep drop into space. <laughs> Can you imagine Gravity. how fucked up it would be if the earth was actually flat? Like how fucked up that would be. If I would just, just be like the person or the thing they created Earth. I'd be like, "What were you thinking?" Like, gravity wouldn't even work right. Like, what? Point. It doesn't make any sense. That's all right though, man. We'll let them. We'll let them think that Earth is flat. Right. I, mean, I really don't care. I mean, I, I don't like, either. I don't <laughs> give a shit. Like, people are so up in arms about that. Sure. Like, what? The government's lying to us. Our world's not round. <laughs> oh my god, that really has so much effect on you. In your everyday, does it? No. No. <laughs> it, it will when I fly to Antarctica and live in a research station. Oh, my God. There's like three to 5,000 people living in Antarctica at a given time. I don't think that I would ever want to live wait, there. We should, we should, that, fact check me on that. That seems like a lot, but they're all like researchers and shit. You can take, you can take cruises to Antarctica. 
You can take a cruise to Antarctica? Yeah. Like, again, from... That cruise also isn't the right word. You can charter a ship from the southern How water. deep do you go into it, though? I thought you couldn't really go into Antarctica like, like crazy deep. Oh, well, no, not deep. No, no, no. It has no permanent human habitation, but 5,000 people. Wait, really? That I had the numbers right? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow, no you're a badass. But population is around 5,000 people. Yeah, and they're all scientists. Mostly. Some, like, yeah, mostly. Yeah. But, that, but that's in the summertime, and it drops to 1,000 people, actually. Oh. That's weird. Hmm. That is weird. Where are they all going? <laughs> they they migrate during winter, <laughs> like birds. They go mm. they go in the hole into Earth though. At that point, right? Ooh, they go counted. to they go to the center of the Earth where all the dinosaurs are hidden and and the, and the Lucky <laughs> yeah, Charm the go, Lucky Charm guys in and I'm gonna go get a pet Velociraptor and bring it back. <laughs> oh man! If there you, was a movie that came out a few years ago that was like about the center of the Earth. It's not Journey to the Center of the Earth, but it was like a a second layer. Oh, like a hollow earth. On hollow movies. earth. Exactly. So like on King Kong oh, yeah. and Godzilla. That's a great movie. They uh they go into like the inner earth dimension where like King Kong is originally from. Yeah. And uh and yeah, they they say that that's how it supposedly is. My yeah. kid's all about it, and so he's like, I gotta go to the center of the earth. And I'm like, Buddy, you're not gonna find no dinosaurs in the center you're of the earth, bro. You're, you're gonna fucking burn. <laughs> Sorry, bud. But the TV said. Hot melted rocks mm. is what's under there. It's crazy. The TV said, dude. The TV better tell you something different, son. TV ain't paying your bills, son. <laughs> <laughs> The TV is part of my bills, son. Oh, shit. I, I pay the TV to tell you things like that, basically. Pretty much. Pretty much. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally, yeah. actually. My God. Speaking of the center of the earth and my siblings, my brother, when I was a child, told me that if I dug far enough into the ground, that China? I would, like, get to China. <laughs> no fucking shit. I, like, literally was digging in this pile of dirt that we had randomly at my house we always had like piles of dirt or like sand or gravel or different piles you know yeah i was digging in this pile of dirt and my dad got home from work and he was like what are you doing i was like i am going to china i'm like digging Uh, through yeah i'll be back later but if you don't mind and little chinese dude popped out of it hey right that's what i was you're almost close what a classic sibling lie. No kidding. My brother also <laughs> told me as a child that if I broke the very large, I mean, what, like, very large sheet mirror in the bathroom, um, that Cruella de Vil's car would be back there. Whoa. And it would be, like, filled with toys or something. So you broke it. I was, like, actually obsessed with Cruella de Vil as a child, so. And he knew. Yes. So he took advantage Harkened on my passions. <laughs> Harkened on it. 
And, well, I, I never did it, but... <laughs> he said, "But I got old." He said, "But I got older, and I did it at my house, and it, it wasn't it was real." Fucker, yeah, she's not there at all. Oh my god, siblings are dangerous, bro. I remember Truly. I have two older sisters, and I have this thing of like, if you put something cold on my knee, it just starts shaking. So they would hold me down, and they would put a block of ice on my knee. Oh my <laughs> And it would just watch me sit there like doing this. I'd be like, "Stop! Like, what the fuck are y'all doing?" Siblings, siblings are. It's like uh, some real enhanced interrogation tactics, right there. Right. I mean, kneeboarding. 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 (laughs) My God. The not fun kind. I just watched the new Saw movie, and there's this whole like waterboarding situation. Oh, really? That is not with water. It's blood. <laughs> because it's soft. That's thicker, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a kind of good movie, though. I haven't seen a Saw movie in a long time, and I was like, you know what? This holds up. Yeah, it's I It's pretty good. I didn't watch it, but, like, I Google gave me articles to read about the Saw franchise. I was like, oh, there's, like, a kind of, like, a real story thread here. People love those movies. Yeah. And they've been around for a long time. I was telling David the other day that me and another local artist in Jackson, Hunter Cross, we were like best friends um, and still are very good friends. And like, he's amazing. Um, but He's a good musician. He is. And a great guy. And um, when we were in like fifth to seventh, fifth to eighth grade, rather, um, we were very bosom buddies. And he loved the Saw movies and, like, slasher movies in general. And we had this movie that he wrote. And, like, these movies, like, they were short films and they were called Slash. And he had the black robe with the red, you know, flipped up cuffs, just like Saw. Like, it was a very, like, home grown telling of saw but it was uh you know very imaginative yeah at an early age so, so for me for horror movies i am not into like the demonic spiritual world movies but i am into like the horror of like real life like serial killer yeah. like saw that shit could really ha- i'm not saying that the devil's not real no the <laughs> devil is very much real i don't want it the to come get me yes sir amen. amen hallelujah fuck the devil <laughs> fuck the devil um, for real shut the door Keep but the devil. i would rather watch a movie of like serial Agreed. killer kind of like you know or like those like those psychological thriller, me. like yeah, yeah. Those ones unnerve me more. Yeah, yeah. I guess because like I guess uh, I'm l- more scared of a crazy person murdering than. Oh like, really? Than, yeah. than like the devil. Yeah. The devil controls some crazy people though, bro. Like. I feel like psychological thrillers, though, are like those are my favorite. That's for sure. That's more what I connect with. The, like that one a good uh, that, story. That one short that I showed you the other that night. What did you think about that? Um, I thought that it was good. I thought that they used their resources well, and I thought it was creative and tantalizing. And did it unnerve? Is that you? a word? Tantalizing, tantalizing is definitely a word. Yeah. 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 Did it unnerve you at all? 
Not necessarily. I know okay. that it like that was what its intent was, yeah. but um, teeth things don't really bother me. Does it, it bothers me a lot. Yeah. I know it does with a lot of people. Oh. Teeth. And I'm surprised it yeah. doesn't like with me. pulling teeth out and stuff. Yeah. Mine would be like the nails. Like when they pull oh. nails on. Oh, I don't oh. like that. I hate that. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> you can pull my teeth out all you want, but the right. nails. Leave my nails alone. Man, I I accidentally uh, I accidentally fucked a guy's like fingernail <laughs> real bad in middle school, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, I tugged on his chair while he was leaning back. You know, just oh, like a ha, like you know, a joke. I just tugged it a little bit. Yeah, I didn't yank it. Jump scare. I jump scared him while he was leaning back in his chair. Well, he jump scared himself too far and oh, fell no. down. And like his body weight came down on the chair, which came down on his thumbnail. <sighs> Ripped it out. It didn't. No, it didn't. It just smashed it. It, it. it smashed it. So then like two days later, it, it, it had fallen off on its own. Ugh. That happened to me one time with my toe. Really? Yeah. How bad was it? What happened? Um, I was a very small child, and do you remember the big, like, cans of Juicy Juice? It was, like, metal cans with, like, the paper wrapper around it. Yeah. They're, like, that big around, that tall. Like, ridges. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you had to, like, puncture it with, like, an old-fashioned, like, can opener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I pulled that shit out as a child and it like smashed down Ooh. on my toe. Fuck, dude. Yeah. That sucks. It did. <laughs> I learned that day though not to misjudge your juicy juice. Don't misjudge capacity, your juicy I guess. juice. Yeah. Jeez. That's the worst thing you can do. I don't think I actually learned though. I, I could drink a gallon of juicy juice. Dude, if you handed me some so juicy juice it. right now, I chug it. Chugging it. We'll throw it at your fucking nail. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Everybody's Bringing got it their back. thing, you know? Yeah, I fucking do with nails, bro. Like I could, I miscut a fucking nail and I get half of it off, and I'm like, <gasps> oh yeah, <that's laughs> you know awesome. what I mean. So like, could you only fucking imagine them like sitting there like yanking it out? No, no, sir. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, sir. just kill me. <laughs> just right. Let, let me go. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Yeah, that would that be would unfortunate, hurt. dude. Yeah. Glad we don't do that. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. nobody's been in that kidnapping situation. Yeah. Oh, man. Now I'm just looking at my nail. You you made me think about it. I think it, all dude. of us are. Yeah. If we're yeah, all like, yeah, staring yeah, at our yeah. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, transmitted your phobia <laughs> to us. That's one thing that I'd never worried about. Your nails, now you're going to be worried yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to be worried about it. Now. No, it does suck. Somebody comes up behind you and is like, I'm going to take them nails. No, <laughs> you better not. You better not, I'll tell you what. No, please, not my nails. <laughs> <laughs> it does suck, though, when you like cut them a little short. Hell yeah. Like, yeah, you rip, or like you have that one, like you cut it and it's like hanging, and right when you rip it, it like rips that side, it goes all the way to the side. <laughs> I know you. I, I know yeah. you fucking view or listeners. Yeah. I know you can relate. So don't fucking act like you can't because yeah. that shit is worse than like it fucking sucks. getting like 
stung by a bee. Yeah. Bee stings, I don't think, are that bad. No, I don't think so either. Bee stings are that bad. Wasp stings, not that bad. You know, itchy more than anything. Yeah. That's the main issue to me with getting stung. Yeah, it hurts at the time. But then it's just itchy. Itch, dude. (laughs) I had one. I got. When I lived at Dedrick House, you had them wasps in the front. Or them bees in the front, too. The, it, well, the wasps never stung me there, but the I stepped on, like, three bees, dude. Hell! <laughs> like, and it was bad, too, because I was trying to do the, uh, you know, I was trying to leave the clover flowers and not mow for a certain time during the spring because it's supposed to be better for the bees. Yeah. And Fuck them like, bees. Dude, I stepped on three fucking bees, dude, That because I didn't mow the clover leaves. Man, one of them was right in the arch. I know that was itchy <laughs> as hell. <laughs> you got stung? Yeah, it was when I lived at Dedrick Street. Oof. Dude, I stepped on one that was like right in the arch. Were they did okay? Yeah. So how come they were? They didn't move out the way when? How did that? How did what were the? I walked around my backyard barefoot. That's how it happened. Yeah, but the bees usually like are a little bit smarter than not. My mom stepped on a. uh, Yellow jackets nest one time, and like it was like bad. Fucking, I mean, might have been thousands of bees. Like, uh, why not? like can't you die for so many? Can you can you die from so most many? Most people will not. It's like the my girl, my girl. When she uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a deep cut. Oh my god! <laughs> is it when you seen that movie, my girl? When oh. she dies, is it he or is, she, is he that dies from like the beast things? Right. I don't actually remember, but yeah, I think he died. Either he dies or the girl dies, and yeah, it's sad. But that's the only reason that I'm saying it. You need to go watch my girl. That's okay. yeah. That really is. That's a old school, guy. bro. Super old school. Is that Macaulay Culkin? It, it very much is. Yeah, yeah. So I think he dies actually Ugh. in the movie. Spoiler but from B from. <laughs> Dude, it's been out for what twenty years. Oh, very long yeah. time, bro. If you haven't seen it by now, sucks. It's spoiled. Sucks. Yep. Done. Some. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the right amount of time to not spoil a thing? Um, I think that when you are um, able to have a good conversation with somebody like out and about and it comes up and you don't have to like bob and weave, yeah. I think that that's a, a good time to to just start talking about shit. Give it like two weeks. You yeah. Know? Yeah. If you I'd don't say know give it a month. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's extended enough coverage to... After a month, you're like, dude, you had a month. Like, right. Come on. That's like, fair. Fair enough. I'm a pop culture guy, and like, I'm going to be like the first to like, go see some shit and yeah. hear something. So, you don't know about it? Like, well. Too bad. Here it goes. Yeah. I'm going to uh, talk to somebody that has. A month is fair. Yeah. I think a month is, is pretty fair. I was wondering because I didn't keep up with Ahsoka uh, and 
just now started watching it. And it's like the series is already done. All I've seen about that show recently is like how bad the lightsaber duels are. Everybody talking about how like slow her lightsaber choreography is and like the difference between like early 2000s lightsaber choreography and the animated choreography in Ahsoka. I haven't seen I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. Have you seen it? No, I've just seen some clips on Twitter. And there's an interesting like there's an interesting thing with Star Wars like lightsaber fights though that like there's almost a little bit of like bat like retroactive canon that happens where like people talk about, for example, the original trilogy four through six choreography versus the prequel series choreography. And in the original series, it's very like regular sword mm-hmm. style combat that you would see on most any stage combat. Stage yeah. combat, yeah. Literally. And then, then the prequels, they fucking turned it up 100 degrees. Like, no kidding. Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are like jumping around, like flipping, beautifully displaying like sword fighting skills. Yeah. Freaking Orlando Bloom and Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, yeah. Sword fighting was like so important as yeah. <laughs> as our it was a big deal as we were children. Yeah. Looking back, Dude, but, I, yeah, but, yeah. But the fans will say too, like, well, because in the prequel era, like, you had so much more like learning and mm-hmm. education in it, and then the original trilogy was just the knowledge was getting lost. it out there. You had you had Darth Vader, who had you know very strong basic strikes. Right. And Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's old as fuck and can't do the moves he used to 30 years ago. So they make this kind of like retroactive explanation. But they also had, sense. they also That's had true. like freer, they also had, it wasn't just specifically like sword fighting. It was more also like with like the, the hand gestures of like the power of like picking up stuff with like the hand gestures that added it to like. The, the fight sequence. That's true. Right. That it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't just like the, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it was, yeah, I guess it was more older and experienced combat instead of like the, the new Jedis or whatever. They're just doing the normal Jedi sword fighting. Yeah. Qui-Gon still has the best. Yeah. Uh, lightsaber duel scene. Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. Darth Maul, dude. I mean, Darth Maul with the two. Dude, she. No way. Like, that movie, whatever. People want to hate on Star Wars and specifically mention Phantom Menace. I'm like, uh uh. You got that scene. You have all of Padme Amidala's wardrobe. No. Do not come in with. The set design? Yeah. Naboo? Yeah. I mean, it was silly. (laughs) <laughs> looking back and watching it back very recently, actually, but the set design is dude. I fucking love stunning. Star Wars. I grew up on Star cool, Wars, man. bro. Me too. I like it. I'm yeah. a big fan. I haven't. I've been missing out on like the new Disney stuff coming out, other than like the Bubba Fed and all those. Um, just got Kenobi too busy. Was Kenobi was the last one that I exactly. I Kenobi was the last Kenobi. one that I watched, and they had the MMA coming yeah. out, and I didn't ever fucking. Yeah, 
since you didn't watch Kenobi and it's more than a month that since shit yeah oh my out. god we about to bust it out boys. you Hayden got Christensen reprises his role right. as Darth Vader I saw uh, and like screen grabs of that yeah fresh bro. and I mm. loved seeing that motherfucker play Darth Vader mm-hmm. dude he, mm-hmm. and I always kills it he kills it. I always felt People like he hated was better. On him too. In and the, he had terrible dialogue, right? Like that was he was not just his an fault. angsty teenager. Like that's yeah. how George Lucas did it. He like, did what the director wanted. Right. He acted his part well. People just didn't like the character. And he is great in the third one. Oh whatever, God, dude. His we, acting is good. His acting is really and his good. makeup is fantastic. Yeah. Those scars. Oh my. Oh my goodness, God. dude. I want a facial scar because of <laughs> because that. of Anakin. Yeah, yeah, man. Straight um, over my eye. And I always felt like his his role as Darth Vader was so much like stronger. Yeah. And you get a little bit of that at the end of the third movie. So in Kenobi, he, he reprises Darth Vader and plays Darth Vader. I think he really should. Good. I think it's that that should be good. his role. Like, going forward, you know that Star Wars is going to keep creating Darth Vader yeah. at least features and, in TV shows. And he's the correct age for it right now. Right. He's the correct right. age. Darth Vader in the original trilogy, mid-40s. Hayden Christensen, early 40s. Disney's not listening to us right now. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Damn, they got us. Yeah, you don't <laughs> have to. The inner drip got, got our yeah. ass. Yeah, the writer's strike just God, ended. Dude. We're we're getting ideas. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Star Wars will continue to to thrive. I just can't wait to the age of my kids like ready to watch Star Wars. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I grew up on this shit. Cause like even like the old movies, bro, they're still they might not have like the best graphics in the world, but like it's still so out there and futuristic that we haven't reached that part of the human culture of being able to go do stuff like them that even our own kids are going to be like oh that's pretty cool it's interesting yeah. they're they're hyper speed through galaxies like we don't even do that so like it's still an still like looking into the future other than like with bad graphics yeah and even right. still the bad graphics are not that bad are <laughs> wild like, very wild the time, billy warboys the director, you know, that we were talking about earlier yeah. in Jackson, he's the president of the Theater Guild. He lived in L.A. in 1974 and was going to school in L.A. And, like, his professors, like, made them go see Star Wars yeah. because of the groundbreaking visual effects. Yeah. At that time, you know? Yeah. And he was just talking about that. I mean, last weekend. It was so cool to hear, like, from the horse's mouth. Like, this wonderful set designer. You saw the show. Like, yeah, dude. That was inspired, wild. You know? he That set was wild, dude. Truly. And dangerous. I thought Jordan, <laughs> I thought Jordan was going to get squished. Jordan is so good. I thought he was going to get squished, man. I almost got squished one time. There was only one time that things went wrong. Somehow the pins in the in the back didn't get placed and so during oh fight goodness. call we 
ran all of the fights and all of the stunts and everything that went on. Like, that was dangerous. We ran it before every show. And before the 2 o'clock show on Saturday, we were doing fight call and we got to the level drops where the set collapses on itself. And I am the one that collapses it. I am playing this character, Arthur the Gardener, the second character that I play in that show, as the character Max, so really the third. Um, I'm there walking this fake dog around because the dog has run off. So I'm like walking it around on this like rigid leash that has been made for me. And I'm miming the dog. And I've just learned that my master has died. And I'm like fawning and sad and being melodramatic. And in the midst of that, run into the pole that is holding up the second level of the set. And literally, it it falls. Like, I take out the pole and it, the whole set, like, collapses. The second level. And... So we were running that. It's gone gorgeously every time. But nope, not this time because the pins weren't in. And uh, it. I am under that thing you're right. swooping you're, you're, the pole out. Your and skull is right in the right there. Zone. And luckily I was out of the way, you know, uh, that one time. But there are two people on top of that set. And so they like came down it was terrifying literally two of our leads almost fucking like broke their appendages <laughs> appendages <laughs> like uh, three i guess way, considering me such a way to describe that yeah <laughs> um so yeah, like who knows what could have happened they could have fallen off broken their butt broken their leg <laughs> broken their finger bad. Yeah. so is, their head. is it just free game of like building these sets like is there not like a is there not like a like a no there's not a manual there or with obviously there's not a manual but is there not somebody that comes around and like okay like double checks it like okay this could be a problem yes and that was the one time that something was lax and um you know it's nobody's fault like Truly, we were very safe the entire time, even though everybody yeah. had to sign waivers to yeah. be in this show. Yeah, most of it. The, um, the craziest, craziest set I've ever watched is we watched Phantom Under the Opera when they oh, came yeah. to the Orpheum in, in Memphis. And the Lion King was cool, too. Um, Lion King is a beautiful Very, production. but it was very interesting how they did the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Um, there were so many intricate pieces to it. That I didn't at that point I didn't care about theater, bro. I was like, yeah, my mom's making me go, like you know. But then I realized it's like, yo, they built all this shit, right? And so like it, it, uh, it very, it surprised me so much of how like a a set could give so much emotion to like a play. Yes, it sets the the mood. Yeah, sets the scene. And also. The cool thing about theater is that if you have good actors, then you could have no set and it'd be a poignant show in and of itself, you know, just because of the words and the music and, you know, things can go wrong. And like, you know, what if the 
chandelier doesn't drop in Phantom. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to go on and, like... Improvise. Improvise and make the show beautiful for the audience. And and that's, like, what the entire play was about that I just did. Like, all of these things that can go wrong and you just, like, have to improvise and pretend and be lovable <laughs> at the same time. That was my role in the play, at least. Be lovable. Yeah. Everything's going to go wrong at every turn of events, but put on the show. That's good advice for life. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody should be a little bit like Max. I like that. Everyone should be a little like Max. At some point in your life, things are going to go in an unexpected direction. When that happens... It helps to stop and think about the things that you do have. That's why this episode is sponsored by Gratitude. Gratitude. It's a gift that's always in season. It's the warm feeling that washes over you when you count your blessings and appreciate the little things. It's the sunshine on a rainy day, the joy of a shared smile, and the comfort of a helping hand. Gratitude isn't just an emotion, it's a superpower. It turns ordinary moments into extraordinary memories. So take a moment to reflect and embrace the power of gratitude. It's a force that can transform your world and the people around you. Gratitude, the simplest, most beautiful gift that you can give yourself. Use promo code DRIP for 25% off your next order. Be thankful. Enjoy life. And I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Other than theater, tell us something that you're, something else that you're passionate about, or or your plans of let's just say theater is a stepping stone to, you know, for me it might be photography and this is a stepping stone to my main goal in life is to be able to travel the world and help others. Yeah, like that's my thing. I don't know how, and I don't know when, and I just I'm trying to figure it out. But these steps right here can get me either fund or knowledge, and amongst others, they can help me do what I need to do. Um, but my main goal is to travel the world and help others. Um, I think same, honestly, same? and like you know, I um would like if you know things were. Perfect. So perfect, then I would go from theater to film okay, to TV or TV to film and have recurring roles. And I would like to have an Oscar in my 40s. That's a goal of mine. And also I want to be able to help okay. my community and myself and my family and... You know, I didn't come from money. I, like, have worked for yeah. what I have. and You appreciate it a little bit more, too, because you, you've grind for it. Yeah, and um, I want to see beautiful fruits. Yeah, you I, know? Agree. I agree. And I think we all deserve that. And Most definitely. Also, I do. And so if I'm getting that bag, my friends are, too. And I, I want to be able to... You know. Yeah. So for somebody young out there that might have done a couple of plays during high school, um, and 
their future plan is just as also as like yours that they want to you know be in the big screen one day um what are things that you would or what advice would you give within that person it could be from like you know hey i would i don't know things that you've learned along your way of you know okay so after high school best thing is for you to continue to try to do local plays instead of jumping straight to the big ones because you're going to learn the ins and the outs of doing like there's i guess there's levels to it correct like yeah i mean i think that you just have to know yourself especially by the time that you're a teen like you should have a a pretty clear like um decision if you want to go into theater and like going to conservatory like i did in new york is very different than college and like I did not go to college. I went to conservatory and I learned how to act from professional actors. And like, if that's what you want to do, um, even though I am, you know, again, not from money, I have a hundred thousand dollars in student loans. Um, I would not trade that experience that I decidedly took upon myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, you know, compromising and being a lawyer. Like I thought that I, you know, was going to do if I didn't go to musical theater school in New York city and I didn't get accepted, um, into the schools that I applied to there, then I would go to UT chat and I would be a musical theater minor and I would be a criminal, not criminal. Um, political science major and like go into law school after that. And like, you know, that would have been a thing that I could have done. I could have taken my scholarships and, you know, gone that route. And I think that would have been super valid, but I know in my heart of hearts that I am an actor. Yeah. And I've known that for a very long time. Um, And if somebody had the um, chutzpah that I had when I was deciding to go somewhere that could get me nowhere, um, I would tell that person to do the same thing and follow their heart. And like you said, money's going to come and stability will come and maturity will come. Um, just because you go to a really mature place like New York city doesn't mean you're a mature person. And I was not in New York for, you know, a lot of it. And I, you know, could have done things better, but I was also young and, um, I think you just got to follow your heart and be young sometimes and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, learn from the L's. Yeah. No kidding. Those are the, those are the best But don't be lessons. defined by them. It, it, perfect. Because you're learning from them, but you're not going to fall... You're not going to dwell on the losses, but you're going to learn and you're going to do better the next time from those falls. Exactly. So I agree with that. Um, any Anything out there that you think you would have done? Like, I'm going to give my example because I don't want to just put you out there like that. 
in that way. But like my downfall in like what I do now is I worried about too much of what people. I worried about being cool hmm. instead of doing following my art. That I lost time of perfecting my art. That I worried too much about. I got married. I wasn't really in love with like I. I got. It's my own fault, though. It's nobody's fault for mine. Yeah. So is there any situations like that that you think in your acting career that you would tell somebody young? Let's say I'm, an, I'm a young, super talented art, uh, actor, but I'm oblivious to the acting world. What's, what's a, at least one good thing that you would tell them to like, not do that you've kind of learn and it might not you might not have one you might in- no i do i definitely do um uh, like when you just said that it, don't sleep with somebody <laughs> for a role okay don't yeah. compromise your morality or your um not that people that you know have slept with people for roles or that people have taken advantage of them and said i'll give you roles if you sleep with me um you know there's I'm not. This is talking just about in a general's mindset, yeah. but like, um, just, just like, trust the process, the process, and not rush it. Even if you're young and beautiful, um, and I have been. I have been in places where I haven't been, you know, pushed to sleep with somebody for a role, but I have felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is just, you know, really, like, easy to connect with somebody sometimes if you're gay and be like, Oh yeah, that's like our connection. And I don't really like abide by that. Like if you are like a nice person or whatever, then I am going to connect with you. But like if you are like using my sexuality as a means to be like um, bringing me into like some weird like DMs, like no. I am not going to participate in that, even if it means losing out on a potential really good role. Um, yeah. yeah. Or keeping a really good role yeah. in that. Yeah. So so for so for me to understand this, is like somebody bringing you in just because they got a gay role and you're gay. Kind of like, is that, does that happen a lot? Other than like... People know that you're gay and you want to do a straight man role. Like, do you, do you, ha- is that a thing in like the, the acting world? Like, okay, I'm gay. Let's just say I, I, I am gay. I'm not gay, but I, I'm right. gay. No, like, I, I, I don't have nothing to get, but I'm not gay, but. Uh, this is your fan. Okay. And like, okay, in this situation, I am gay, but like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um and we're, and we're there and like i'm going for a role that's very masculine very like um manly straight yes you know um does that affect like 
does that get in the way sometimes? Well, I have two things to say. Okay. Um, you can be so manly and masculine and be gay. And gay? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Um, but I just got to stick it out there for the homies um, that are manly, masculine. Okay, okay. Gay guys. Two, um, I think that straight men have a lot of... Um, prominence in high places in a lot of different careers and straight men in theater are something that is needed because straight relationships are more easily digestible and so a lot of theater is based on straight relationships Um, but a lot of gay men are leading men on Broadway and in theater and I think that it's inappropriate for a straight man to be portraying a gay man. Oh, yeah? Because there are more gay people that are ready to play that role yeah. and know that role. Yeah. Um, and you're getting the opportunity because you're a straight man. That's and crazy. I've never, I've never even thought about that. That is a very real thing in the world of acting right now is, you know, straight men playing gay men and white men playing Jewish men and, you know, white men playing black men, you know, <laughs> like what it's about... dumb in some ways when you think about the amount of people that don't get the representation versus large proportions of people that do get those, like when those are the people that are actually being portrayed yeah. and because of privilege they are not getting the opportunities, even though they're getting seen and getting the representation in some way. It's like still being portrayed by vastly straight white men. What about like able-bodied versus not able-bodied at roles? Um, the same thing. I mean, um, I, I I can't think of her name right now. But she played Annie Oakley in o- the revival of Oklahoma on Broadway a couple years ago. And she was in a wheelchair. And she got a Tony for that role because she literally did that role that did not require um, somebody that could walk to play that role. She did it beautifully. And she got the conversation going for... Not that it wasn't going before, but she shined a spotlight on people that are not able to walk um, and their ability to be amazingly connecting to an audience. Like, that doesn't have anything to do with, like, like anybody being in a wheelchair or anything. And, like, she was the best actress for the role, and she got it because she was amazing and that is how it should be unless you're you know playing cassie in a chorus line and you are required to be the best dancer in the room like you know it would be a different show and like let's see that storytelling and that side of things and uh let's get the producers to do that and you know shine a spotlight on 
you know, a different side of Cassie, you know, if she wasn't able to dance anymore or ever, but she was still the best dancer in the room, like, that would be a beautiful story. But, um, you know, for the most part, I think that, especially nowadays, people should be super accommodating to anybody and also respectful of storytelling. Um, because stories have substance without being changed sometimes and not being represented doesn't mean that you aren't in a different way. Not everybody has to get a birthday gift every time somebody has a birthday, you know, but there should be more celebration, diverseness, diversity rather, (laughs) In theater, for sure, and in Hollywood, and in our lives. I think everybody um, should have diversity in their lives and be accepting of people. I agree. That's right. So this is a good one, man. Yeah. Again, we we really appreciate you coming on here. And, um, And thank you. In my perspective, thank you two guys for letting us use your 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 living room as oh as goodness. as a studio. Um, you know, we usually keep all our equipment in here, and you I've never heard you even say a a peep about it. I again am wildly excited about the wonderful creativity that is happening in Jackson, and y'all again are uh, arbiters of that. Um, line of integrity in Jackson and it is with integrity that y'all do this and speak to your friends in such deep ways and I'm honored to be on the show with y'all really appreciate it and you know I love being on I appreciate it it is Nice to be able to ramble in a cohesive way and be able to round things out with you guys and just hang out and shoot the shit. That's our go. And this is just a facet and an angle of me, so you'll be hearing more. Most definitely. you kick ass, man. It's a nice confluence of kick-assness. Cheers. We're going to drink that. We should write a movie called Kick-Ass, y'all. Kick-Ass. Jackson (laughs) Kick-Ass. I have a problem with that one. (laughs) Cheers, y'all.